boys here we are we're back on the two minutes for roughing podcast i'm chuck crash your host the boys you hear screaming hey Corey madden is making an appearance this week Corey, what's up buddy what's up man how are you i am doing great <clears throat> back on another pod game week it's a good time to be alive fantastic yeah <laughs> we got <clears throat> todd panula also on the Maryville Saints Hockey Network broadcast team. Todd the Bod, what's up, buddy? One and only, the irreplaceable. I mean, there's no <laughs> more you can say. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> and then we have Jeff Crenny Crenshaw, the dick, tater of this podcast, head of scouting. What's up, Jeff? Hey, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm great. Sounds like everyone is great. Absolutely. Game week. Fellas, I mean, let's jump into it. It's game week. Here we are. Alabama's coming in. We got two home games, September 10th, 7-15, puck drop. September 11th, 5-15, puck drop. All to Maryville University Hockey Center. Fellas, it's time. I mean, it's game week. It's it's time for some ACHA D1 hockey. Jeff, how are things looking on the uh, team front? Good. I think, uh, you know, Ben, John's been implementing some systems here, uh, you know, in the last week, week and a half. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we won't know fully until we uh, step on the ice on Friday, but uh, things are looking good. Yeah, and things really are looking good. Uh, Eric, our producer, him and I were up at the rink um, watching the practice, getting some video in, and the guys are rolling, man. John's got a, it seems like John's got a good grasp on the system uh, with things that are going on and the guys are out there. They're excited. Uh, they're playing hard uh, for John. So um, it was cool to see, you know, I've seen practices before, but not, not the week of our, our opening, uh, you know, opening game. So it was cool to see how hard the guys are working. And I'm sure you guys are seeing that from your end, Jeff. Yeah. So I guess kind of a, a thing that we were fortunate enough to have the, the national tournament in our building last year um, and everybody got a chance to practice. So um, we were able to kind of see the tempo of, you know, some of the big contenders practices. And that's something that John has really uh, tried to instill as more tempo and more purposeful practices this year. So um, it, it's, it's certainly ramping up and, you know, game week, uh, it's, it's a good time to get going here. Yeah, and speaking of Nationals last year, and you're right, every game played, John was watching. I mean, you could tell he was just taking it in, and you were up there too. You guys were there just about every single game of the tournament. So uh, another advantage of having it in your home rink, uh, get to see the tempo, like you just said, get to see what, you know, the best teams in the ACHA are, um, how they're performing, what they have, and kind of take a little bit uh, back to your team. So uh we, we saw that today like i said eric and i were up there today so. so the big question is is he doing the herb brooks again and blowing the whistle thing <laughs> i think it's too early for that one maybe if uh you know if a bad loss comes our way that might be pulled out but i think it's a little too early for that like what team do you play for maryville university <laughs> <laughs> and then we come back to you know he's got jeff puts the patch on and they're just ah here we go in the oh, John, someone's gonna get hurt <laughs> <laughs> oh no but guys going back to us Corey, what have you been up to man we haven't talked to you in a little bit 
You've been working hard. What's been happening, man? Hardly working, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, just hanging out and getting ready for hockey season. Uh, a lot of change going on around the Madden, Madden household. The kids are being homeschooled. Uh, my wife is going to be homeschooling them. Wow. I uh, took a different job. So there's a lot, a lot of moving parts. I'm really excited for uh, Maryville Saints hockey, though. Hey, I realize that I know more about the Saints than I do the Blues, and that's saying a lot. Dude, the same way. it's crazy because I am, I mean, I'm obviously, people listening can't see this, but you see my background. I'm diehard St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Corey's, got a, Corey's got a Blues robe on. But yeah, I'm starting that's to, uh, <laughs> I'm starting to know more <laughs> and uh, get more excited for Maryville <laughs> hockey than NHL and St. Louis Blues hockey. So kind of a turn of events for me. Yeah, it's funny when I when the Blues won the cup, you know, it was obviously exciting, but you know, it was almost at the point like, you know, I really didn't win anything. I'm not <laughs> that excited. I mean, it's great they won, but it'd be I'd be a lot more excited if uh if Maryville won a national tournament or something. Yeah, I you're think. not you're not as invested. I mean, you you know these these guys in and out. I mean, you you're the one that brings, you know, ninety-eight percent of these kids are coming in because of you, Jeff. So you're invested and to see them succeed, I'm sure is, is a, uh, you know, a huge, um, positive thing for you. Yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why I do it. And, and I know that's why the rest of the coaching staff does it as well. You know, we try to, uh, be stewards of our program and leave it better than, uh, than we started it at least. And, you know, it's all about giving our student athletes the best, uh, college hockey experience around. So, if we're doing, you know, that, that's kind of our, our mission statement as a staff, at least. Love it, man. Todd, what have you been up to, man? I know we, we just talked in the last pod. We've got a lot going on for game week. What's going on? Not a whole lot, personally. Uh, I've, uh, I, I, I notice I analyze the way people talk a little too much, because I was noticing there that Jeff, you can tell that he hangs around with a bunch of guys from the northern U.S. and Canada, because yep. they're referring <laughs> There were quite a few, uh, you, you know, you know, the O's, you know? <laughs> he's got different O's than everybody. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you say that, uh, back in my rock and roll days, I toured with a band who was from Minnesota and, uh, they were called four letter lie. But when we were on tour with them, we'd be on tour for like a month or so. I noticed by the end of the tour, tour, my O's get longer and right. they sound different. And then I come home and people, you know, family and parents are like, why are you talking like that? I'm like, uh, maybe it's doing the, it on purpose. Right. Are you doing it on purpose? Yeah. I do say soda. I say soda. That's about so the that's only what one. it's called. Yeah. I One mean, ice I, cold soda. Yeah. An ice, <laughs> an ice cold soda or an ice cold Coke, depending on where you're from, a Coke can be any soda. So that's what they say in Texas. You know, you can have any different kind of soda you want or no, they call it any different kind of Coke you want. What kind of Coke do you want? All of us, right? The hell does that mean? I know. What is that about? And then you get to the, you get to the, you know, the Eastern side around Ohio and stuff and, you, and you're ordering pops and it's just crazy. It's a wild uh, People are just wrong. <laughs> so many people are wrong. Which one is right? We'll never know. So, but yeah, guys, we're going to dive into this podcast. Uh, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk all things ACHA, all things Maryville and the doghouse. Chuck Krause with Todd Panula, Jeff Crenshaw, Corey Madden. We will be right back. Get in the box. You're listening to the Two Minutes for Roughing podcast on the Maryville Hockey Podcast Network. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Two Minutes for Roughing podcast. I'm Chuck Krause. Like I said before, we're in the doghouse talking everything Maryville, ACHA, getting more in depth. It's game week, like we said, Maryville, Alabama this weekend at Maryville University Hockey Center. Fans are back in the stands, and we cannot talk about fans and what we got going on Friday night anymore. So let's get right into it. Fans, listen, we're going to have a blackout. We're going to have a tailgate. 6.15, 6 o'clock. Hey, as early as you want to get there, we're doing a tailgate outside the Maryville University Hockey Center. You dress in black, you wear your black gear, you get in free. Free admission. Jeff, I know there's a lot, uh, a lot of talks going around about what's going on. Uh, Elmo's been spread the news. I know about uh, the blackout and the tailgate, and um, and there's a new, a new group 
we want to talk about. I'll let you take yeah. that. Yeah, so there's a new kind of spirit group on campus and it's called the Dog Pound, obviously. And um, yeah, they're, I think it's kind of merging of two groups from last year and they're gonna be at most of all of our home games. And, you know, part of uh, college hockey is having a, a rowdy crowd. And uh, that's something that I really, really wanted to bring back to uh, to the rink this year, especially with no fans last year, you know. It's good to have, you know, thousand people in the stands but if you're quiet it, it doesn't really have the same impact as if they're loud and clapping and cheering and being crazy so that's kind of what uh this dog pound group is going to provide for us it's going to be a lot of good energy and excited to kind of see uh kind of see the final product on uh, on friday and saturday yeah absolutely and you know it's almost like it's almost like the atmosphere you guys saw when the program first started because everyone's used to covid Everyone's used to not being able to go to the games, no people in the stands, and now it's starting over. So it's almost like the atmosphere from your first season, it's starting over and people are excited for hockey and excited for sports in general again. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have, you know, hopefully a sold out uh, arena here and hopefully get to do some some fun giveaways, some gift cards, you know, maybe some on ice contest, we'll see. Um, but yeah, it should be an exciting time for, you know, all Maryville students and just people that love hockey in general. So I know the Blues haven't started yet, but if you're looking for, um, you know, get your hockey fix out of the way, come on out to the Maryville University Hockey Center this weekend and watch some high-flying college hockey action. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I mean, having a team like Alabama come in, there's a big name right there. We know they're, you know, a big football school, big gymnastics school, actually. Uh, so they're coming in. Um, and they're going to be excited to, to see all the fans in the stands too because their season last year was was cut really short. Yeah, they didn't play at all, so I would assume they'll be extremely amped up to uh, get on the ice for the first time in, I guess, a year, two years, whatever it says. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of Alabama, later in the podcast, I sat down with head coach Phil. I'm going I'm to try it. Phil Tessarero? Tessarero. We don't know how to say it. I don't Boom, know. he nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I sat down with head coach Phil of the D1 Alabama hockey team. And uh, uh, like I said, I sat down with him, talked a little bit about some things. And uh, stay tuned for that because it's a, it's a great interview. He's, a, he's an awesome guy. And uh, like I said, Alabama coming in. So, um, yeah, I mean, speaking, speaking of Alabama, Phil's the new coach, right? Kyle Richards left. He go, went to go back to his alma mater. Um, I always say that funny. Alma mater. Alma Matter. I, it's it's a Midwest thing, guys. Clubby. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you, Jeff, waiting waiting for a comment. So, got nothing yet. Got nothing yet. So, <laughs> that's fine with me, <laughs> guys. Alabama. I, I'll only touch on this a little bit because I talked to uh, the head coach about it quite a bit. And uh, us being hockey guys, we like to see teams on the ice and teams stay on the ice. Alabama is a club sport which means they don't get any funding from the school. It's all on their own. And uh, right now they're doing a fundraiser trying to keep their teams on the ice. You know, it gets expensive. Jeff, I know you can kind of uh, reiterate this and kind of give us a, a closer look of what a hockey team's costs and stuff like that looks like. But ice time, uh, fees, uh, uniform, I mean, everything, it adds up. So not having any, you know, financial backing from the school, they do it because I love hockey because I want a hockey team in Alabama and they're right now trying to uh, raise funds to keep Alabama on the ice. So, uh, uh, Jeff, I see Todd, Jeff, give us a kind of an insight. Like what does that look like from a business standpoint, uh, running a hockey team like that? Yeah. So I guess, I guess specifically talking about Alabama, you know, they are, I don't want to say in a, in a unique situation, but, uh, like a lot of those kind of Southeast SEC schools, you know, their arena is is not uh, in the same town as as their campuses. So they actually play out of Birmingham, which is it's not uh, it's not really that close to uh, Tuscaloosa. So, you know, there's a, a travel, you know, they have to, you know, drive kind of a, a, a distance for practices. Um, so there's that. And then, yeah, it's. A lot of uh, ACHA teams, they have 
player dues where, you know, you have to pay to play, you have to pay for your team gloves, your team helmets. Um, your, you know, a lot of the coaches are volunteers. It's, um, it's, it's strictly for the love of the game and to have pride in playing for your school. And um, I have a ton of respect for those guys that, you know, want to wear that, want to wear their team's colors and their team's logo and, and represent it with pride and, and really try to build a program. Um, it's not easy. So uh, having, you know, being a big school like Alabama, you know, hopefully that'll uh, get some, uh, more noted more notoriety i guess yeah um but yeah and you know you're kind of seeing that with ncaa d1 teams not to the same extent but athletic athletic uh, departments are kind of cutting budgets for hockey you're seeing that with uh alabama huntsville who has had a team in the past uh robert morris is kind of going through the same thing right now uh anchorage alaska um there's a couple other teams that are kind of on the on the fritz as far as uh, athletic department funding and then you know there's still lindenwood and st thomas that are joining or st thomas is joining ncaa d1 this year and lindenwood next year so um it's kind of a mixture of uh you know kind of the college hockey climate right now yeah and talking to uh talking to phil you know it, it was kind of cool because he made the point kind of you know i brought it up and he absolutely agreed that it brings the team it brings the guys closer together because they're out there trying to raise money as well. You know, on the weekends, they throw on their jerseys, they go and do fundraisers and that kind of thing. So they're all in this together. They're all working hard together off the ice, which brings them even closer <laughs> on the ice. Yeah. You know, you, you know, I've been on part of teams in the past that are on a similar thing and, you know, you don't on a similar kind of path and um, you know, you don't want your guys getting spoiled or feeling, um, you know, like not like they're not grateful for things. So I, I think that's great. And um, having that kind of, oh, I don't know what the right word is, but just kind of that pride and and knowing that, uh, you know, you're kind of doing this on your own and, you know, it, it kind of makes it all worth it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And you're talking about where they play. They actually play 50 miles away from Tuscaloosa. So yeah, I knew it wasn't close. Yeah. So, I mean, when they practice, when they play, I mean, they're fans, they're, their loved ones, their friends. I mean, they got to travel 50 miles. You got to think hundred miles round trip to watch a hockey game, you know? So uh, it really just goes to show how much uh, love for the game they have and how much pride. I think pride's the best word, Jeff, that you just said, how much pride for the school and game that uh, not only the players have, but the fans and loved ones and friends have for it as well. Absolutely. That's what, uh, that's what ACHA hockey is all about. And really that's what, any hockey team's all about you play for uh, as cliche it is you play for the crest on your on your jersey on the front and you know kind of worry about the name on the back last so yeah absolutely and I was I was going through some old videos uh old Maryville videos Todd you got to call uh Alabama when they were here two years ago I believe was that right yeah two seasons ago so Alabama came in two seasons ago you were the only man on the call you were Todd the bod that did it all Panula um, what, you know, do you remember kind of how, you, how they were a few years ago, what you saw, anything like that? I remember uh, <laughs> it was extremely physical. Um, in, in fact, I'm pretty sure that was one of the games that uh, one of the Maryville guys got hurt and, and maybe it was one of their guys. I remember that uh, during that series, somebody had to be actually taken out on an ambulance. Oh, wow. Um, but it was, <laughs> it was surprising, not necessarily from the fact that hockey gets physical but um these teams hadn't played each other before and then all of a sudden they come in and they're they're throwing bodies around like they're old-time rivals and yeah it, it was interesting to see how quickly things escalated um and then uh, uh it really didn't have anything to do with the game but i i do remember uh, seeing Curtis Joseph out of the corner of my eye as well, because his uh, son actually was on the team at the time. And um, I'm not sure if he's still on the roster this year because he was supposed to be a senior last year, but um, uh, that was kind of neat to see him. I didn't have a chance to meet him, but uh, just in terms of the, the style the teams played, obviously we, we know from lots of experience, Maryville likes to get out there and they're more than willing to throw the body around with anybody. Uh, but the, the way that Alabama was answering and it was just kind of 
old school type hockey. It was, it was fun uh, up until that injury. But other than that, it was a, an interesting uh, few games to call. Yeah, absolutely. Eric, Eric was talking about today uh, too, seeing Curtis Joseph and being like, why is Curtis Joseph, you know, not knowing that his son played on the team. So I'm sure that was pretty cool. Um, so talking about, talking about this weekend, all right, guys, kind of, kind of change roles here. Maryville's got to show up and they got some guys that really need to show up. Um, certain people, uh, I'll start with Corey that you think, you know, the guys that really need to show up to play that show up to make a point, uh, being the home opener. Well, I think it all starts with the captain, Jack Harris. We, we all see he's a great all around player. He uses his body to block the puck. He, you know, he's a great team player. And when you watch him from the stands, he's always barking in between whistles, making sure he players know what's going on. Um, he's a great lead by example type of guy. And I think it all starts with him. And then I think another player to watch out for is TJ Prexler. He had a monster year two years ago. Last year was kind of a goofy year with COVID. So I think if Jack and TJ show up this weekend, it'd be a, it'd be a fun weekend and boy, you know, come away with a couple wins. Yeah, he absolutely. Just, he just he stole both of mine, so I'm I'm out of here. I'm, I quit. <laughs> Todd's got the Todd's got the same thought. I like I like it because it's true. It, it really is true. Like you said, I mean, he had a monster year two years ago. We can't really count last year. Um, and then you know what? I'm not even going to ask Jeff because uh, he's a, I mean, he's a coach. So I mean, right? I mean, so he brought these guys here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, you know I say it all the time. Christian Elvigren. And uh, Quentin Stemphill. Quentin was hurt most of last year. He tried to play through it, just couldn't. And I saw him skate today, actually. And and the guy is looking quick. I mean, it's 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 like what we saw on his recruitment <laughs> videos. Uh, he's looking healthy. He's looking fast. Um, I don't know how much he's been working since last season, but his hands are silky. Um, so yeah, I mean Quentin and and Christian, and like I said, Christian has been working on. He's been posting his stuff online, what he's been doing, and stuff like that. So he's working real hard. Uh, he's been driving the Zamboni around the ring too. So maybe it's those, uh, you know, turning that thing in those tight corners. Maybe that's helping. I mean, he's one with the ice now. What he's got a different perspective because he's one with the ice. He probably carries a little little bottle of water around with him from the ring. So he's one with them. <laughs> But yeah, dude, I mean, it, it all comes down to it's opening weekend, you know, I mean, I, I hate to keep harping on it, but it, it's here, you know, I mean, we, we, we think about it, we talk about it, we have to prepare, we had nationals, and the season was over, and now we're back again. So it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. Friday is going to be a barn burner, I hope. I mean, the rumble, Eric kept saying it today, man, I can't wait for the rumble, can't wait for the rumble. Jeff, you and Todd and Eric you guys got to see and have seen uh, what a full house looks like. Corey and I have not been there when it's been a full house. So uh, I know we're excited to see what, what the fans bring. Yeah. With this new kind of spirit group we're bringing in and, you know, hopefully people are just excited for Maryville hockey again. We had a, a pretty good uh, turnout our first year at our new rink. So um, hopefully that continues and, now, hopefully uh, people are, are more comfortable kind of going out with the COVID situation being what it is right now. So hopefully everybody's just uh, going to be safe and, and be ready to watch some awesome hockey. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I know I'm ready to watch and ready to talk about it. So here we go. Let's get the preparation done and just start with our, uh, start with our season. So next we're going to be talking about everything around the ACHA. Hey, this is a big year for the ACHA. We're going to talk about that, talk about some other teams around the league. We will be right back on Two Minutes for Roughing podcast. talk about everything around the ACHA about the ACHA other teams that 
off camera we were just chatting about. But first, I want to start with the the, the season for, um, or this year, should I say, <laughs> for, Corey's dying over there, for, uh, for the ACHA, it's their 30th anniversary, and I'm trying to pull up my notes here. So April 20th, 1991, ACHA forms, during three decades, they've seen explosive growth, growing to over 450 teams spread across three men's divisions, two women's divisions, and the current president, Paul Herbert, current executive director. We've gotten to talk with him quite a bit, Craig Barnett. I know there's that new logo that they put out, and on their website, there's a four-part series, a video series, um, that talks about you know what the past 30 years have looked like and what the next 30 years are going to look like. So uh, I know that's pretty cool for them. I know they're excited to you know, be able to have that going for 30 years. And like we were talking about actual teams beforehand, I mean, money doesn't just come flowing in. You know, you have to have people that actually care about the game, guys that work hard, that keep the leagues going, just like you have teams that have to keep going. The league has to keep going. So 30 years for ACHA. Congratulations to them. Hey, I hope I'm here for the next 30. Uh, I don't know. Jeff, what do you think about it? You think you'll be here for the next 30? I probably you know, if John's listening, I probably won't make it to the end of the league. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. bringing down the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I get he fired was... probably two or three times a week, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Oh, Hogan. Oh, Hogan bringing down the hammer, like you said. Yep. Ted Todd to Bod. So we're talking about who's going to be the – who's going to be the top five, six teams, okay? We, we know – we know the Lin, you know Linwood's going to be playing NCAA D1, so they're correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. They've been getting a lot of their players that are going to be playing with them in D1. Yeah, so this summer they they were recruiting for I guess this is what they are calling a, a transitional year, so they're or a hybrid year. Um, so they're playing. I think they play Air Force and a couple other NCAA D1 schools, um, and then next year they're going you know full time NCAA D1. So. <laughs> This offseason, they were, they were you know, obviously starting to recruit for that team. Um, so they have a bunch of North American League guys. They have a bunch of USHL guys uh, mixed mixed on top of, you know, an already very deep roster. So, you know, they'll, they're definitely going to be a team to beat uh, in the league. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And then their ACHA D2 team is going to be playing ACHA D1. Is that right? I don't know if that's been official yet, um, but I will say that their ACHA D2 team is probably a top 20, top 15 uh, D1 team right now. So if they did decide to make the jump, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, and they, they would compete right away. So Because we actually see the D, our D1 team sees the D2 team, right? Yeah, I think we play them like the second or third, not the second, but the third or fourth uh, week of games. It's early in the season, I think. So. It's the third week we're looking at today. It's uh, it's Alabama, Illinois, then Lindenwood. Yeah, it's like on a Wednesday or Thursday night, I think. So, yeah, that, that should be a good game. So, along with Lindenwood, guys, who are the other four or five teams that are going to be top five? I think you have to go – you have to put Adrian in there just because they're defending champions – I remember they they had a handful of seniors that were mm-hmm. going to be gone from that team. But anytime you win a national championship and you, you gain that experience, the guys that do return are going to be able to bring up to speed some of the guys that might be new to that <laughs> program. So I, I think they're going to have to be in the mix. Iowa State, I think it's going to be tough again. Minot State, they made it all the way to the finals. They're going to be tough. Uh, and what what I find interesting about this season is like we're trying to guess top five teams, but there were a whole host of teams that didn't play at all last year. Like University of Illinois is usually pretty tough. We didn't see them at all last year because a lot of these states had restrictions that uh, wouldn't allow them to play. So, I mean, they're going to have they're going to come out. They're going to be hungry. A lot of these teams and they're going to want to show what they're worth. So it's it's setting up to be a really fun season because there's we know a little bit, but we don't know everything the way you do in a normal year to year college transition. 
So I, there's a lot of unknowns that are going to be uh, really fun to watch because I think there's going to be a lot of surprises and hopefully Maryville can be one of those teams because uh, you obviously hope that they can make that transition from being just like ranked here or there to getting into the rankings on a solid basis. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's funny because we try to, we try to, you know, come up with these top teams from what we saw last year. And like you just said, the point you made is there are so many teams that should have been in nationals last year that just weren't because they couldn't play. They weren't, weren't allowed to play. So there's a lot, there's a lot of talent within ACHA, a lot we did not see. And fortunately for us, we're going to be able to see these teams again because they're coming to St. Louis for the nationals. Yeah. There's going to be, um, you know, there's going to be games at Centene and then there's going to be games at our rink. So uh, yeah, we'll be able to get a good look at uh, you know, hopefully we're there competing as well, but we'll, we'll be able to get a good look at uh, you know, hopefully all these teams are playing this year and you know, we can get a, a true uh, a true look of kind of the entire division one landscape. Yeah. And like you just spike said, the water spiked. <laughs> yeah. Spike the water is right, Todd. Like you said, Jeff, yeah, the, the Nationals going to be held at Centene Community Ice Center here in St. Louis. That's uh, that's the Linwood's home rink. St. Louis Blues, new practice rink. It's a great facility. And uh, and some of the games held at Maryville, um, you know, brand new rink as well. Three years old. And both, both these rinks are great. Uh, St. Louis is such a hub for hockey. It, it's awesome to see what St. Louis means to the, uh, to the hockey community. I mean, we have... We have pro women coming out of St. Louis. We have guys in the NHL coming out of St. Louis. So glad to see the ACHA is bringing, you know, bringing nationals back here, you know, Hey, second time in a row. So it just makes sense. It's, it's in such a central location. Any team can get here. You know, they don't necessarily have to fly. They can bus, um, you know, but obviously we're biased and we want to hear every year. It just makes sense. But yeah, I've I've been, I've been a part of uh, a couple other national championship tournaments and, the St. Louis ones are always special. And like I said, it's just so easy and convenient for everybody to get to. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if it was just every year is here and it's always like the road to St. Louis, the road to St. Louis, you know, every year, guys, we want to play in St. Louis in April, guys, we want to go to St. Louis in April. That would be so cool. I mean, it's centralized. And like you said, we're biased. We want to see it here, obviously, but it would be really, I mean, it really would be, uh, you know, talking serious. I mean, it would be awesome to like, they're not just saying we want to go to nationals like hey we want to be in st louis and we want to win it in st louis that'd be really cool yeah i think i mean i i agree the only problem with doing it uh every year for st louis teams is i think it would kind of get the the luster would lose a little bit of it like you know well we're just going to go play down at uh centene for for the nationals you know i think i think you kind of get some bonding and you get out on the road and you know, you're playing in a national tournament out of state. I, there's something to be said for that, but yeah, the convenience of sleeping in your own bed at night and yeah, uh, doing doing hometown things is 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 good as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, traveling was always one of the funnest times being a hockey player and and being on a team. I mean, traveling is where you made your uh, relationships. That's absolutely. where that's where the fun stuff happens. So. We'll see. I mean, it's it's all up in the air, even though we know where it's going to be played. A lot of stuff's up in the air. Who's going to be there? Uh, who's going to be broadcasting? Who's going to be doing it all? So uh, only time will tell. And I'm sure Craig Barnett will be in uh, contact and say, hey, guys, here's what's going on. So they got a handle on it. We're just waiting to hear. But like I said, guys, I was able, I was lucky enough to sit down with Alabama's D1 head coach. He had a lot of insight um, about Southern hockey a lot of insight about his career. He was a, he was a, uh, you know, semi-pro hockey player, you know, he, he did his thing. And uh, now he's coaching, he coached the D3 team for Alabama. Now he's coaching D1. So I sat down with him. Let's go ahead and break to that. Uh, great interview. Great guy. We will be right back after the interview. Two minutes for roughing podcast. All right, everybody, thank you for coming back. This is the Two Minutes for Roughing podcast. As you know, Maryville will be welcoming in Alabama this weekend, September 10th, September 11th at the Maryville University Hockey Center. I am joined by none other 
then head coach of Alabama, ACHA D1 team. Phil, how are we doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Really excited to uh, be a part of this. Yeah, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know you got quite the hockey background, got some stuff going on with the team. So let's let's jump into it, man. Uh, you know, kind of go through your hockey career and how you came up with uh, coach in Alabama. Yeah, so for me, uh, you know, I'm originally from Boulder, Colorado. I uh, grew up playing there. Um, you know, played all the way through midgets. Uh, went to a camp, had a chance to go play D3. Didn't really work out the first time around. Uh, went up to the Maritimes for a bit. Up in Canada, played some junior hockey up there. Uh, ended up coming back home and just going to community college. And I ended up playing on a, a WSHL team out of my hometown. Just to, you know, keep playing. I was in school, you know, thinking, you know, my life was going to go, you know, away from hockey. Next thing I know, I, uh, you know, went to one of the showcases, got picked up by Minnesota Crookston. Uh, they were NCAA Division Three. We I was there a year, and they ended up folding. So obviously, I had to find a new place to play. Uh, I ended up going to Davenport University. So I transferred over there. Um, I won two national championships there. And then after I, uh, you know, finished playing, uh, the Central Hockey League had a team that started in my hometown back in Colorado, the Denver Cutthroats. So I went to an open camp, might as well give it a shot. You know, I was still in shape right out of college. So I ended up going, there were 70 guys who tried out, you know, out of the 75 of us made it to main camp. Um, you know, it was uh, definitely an eye-opening experience being able to uh, make a team during an NHL lockout. Like my first D partner was Kyle Quincy. Oh, wow. So, I mean, we didn't, I didn't play as much as he did, obviously, but <laughs> um, you know, it was, uh, I learned a lot from him. And, um, you know, I made it a full year there signed and played another year, lost in the finals my second year. And then uh, they ended up folding up and I went down to the uh, Southern Professional Hockey League and played five years, Pensacola, Huntsville, Roanoke, Birmingham, uh, a little bit of Knoxville before I decided to hang them up. And then uh, last year I coached the Alabama Division Three hockey team, fresh back into the mix. Um, you know, we had a pretty successful season for a first year team and then um, the old coach of Alabama ended up getting a different job and I interviewed and uh, they hired me on. Very good. Yeah, man. It's like I said before, it sounds like you're, uh, I mean, being able to play at the level, even you played, I mean, a lot of guys don't get to do that. So I'm sure that was, like you said, eye-opening, great experiences, playing for a couple different teams. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't say that that's not a good career, man. And, no, I wouldn't uh, change it for the rest of for anything. It yeah. was uh, one experience to have. Met my wife, you know, found a home in the South. It was awesome. Nice. And then going down to play for Birmingham, that's kind of where you got to know the team and got to know Kyle, the, you know, the ex-head coach. And right. I mean, that's where you kind of got the taste of Alabama hockey. Yeah. I mean, uh, so they would play, you know, the early games about three o'clock before uh, we would play that night. I'd stay out and watch a game or two, you know, whenever we were in town or if they were in town playing before us. I got to talk to Kyle a little bit and got to know him. Um, I know Eric Gordon was another former assistant coach, Eric Hudson, I believe he goes by now. Um, but uh, I got to know them a little bit. And it was weird. Me and Kyle knew a lot of the same guys. He went to Castleton, knew it, played with a lot of guys. They, I think for a couple of years, they bred minor pro hockey players for a while. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, just started uh, working. And then all of a sudden the D3 job came up and I was helping him with the D1 practices. And it just kind of just kept moving up. Nice. That's, that's great. So uh, you talk about, uh, you know, whether it's playing or coaching or just being involved with uh, different leagues, right? So I know a lot of, you know, college players, they'll play juniors and, you know, they're, they get to be 21 years old. They can't play juniors anymore. They go to a different league and stuff. What in your experience is kind of the difference between each league, you know, the physicality, the, the play, the, the speed, what was your experience with the different leagues? I mean, 100% speed. I mean, um, I guess compared to some people getting thrown into guys that are coming from NHL speed, it yeah. was uh, that was hard to adjust to at first. Um, but besides that, I, I think of it like a chess match on the ice. It's a little bit more systems, and it, it really is. The second you screw up with those higher leagues, the puck goes in the back of your net. And it's really being on point, you know, every shift, every second that you're out there. And, um, you know, constantly improving, learning the game. I mean, everyone's still a student. I don't care who you are. Um, everyone still learns because the game evolves daily. Yeah. So obviously picking up on that, watching film, doing the whole nine. Um, but definitely you have to readjust your game each and every night to uh, keep up. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, you know, like when you're at that level, you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been playing hockey. You see the guys play at the pro level and it's even with me, I've been playing since I was five, never played at your level, but still seeing the pros play, it's, it's breathtaking. It really is. I mean, if you get a chance to go to uh, let's say a blues game up in Maryville to sit by the glass rather than up in the rafters yep. and actually see the speed and how big those guys are. It's uh, it's intense. Yeah. It's, it, uh, it's awesome. It's easy to, uh, it's easy to uh, sit in your, you know, your dining room and watch the game and say, Oh, this guy's small. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. Then you see him in person. It's a different right. story. Yeah. You look at a guy like Spurgeon on Minnesota, he's about my height and my size. And if you watch him up close and how smart he is to actually have to maneuver the corners as a defenseman to going against, you know, a Wilson. Yeah. It's, uh, it's impressive. It's insane. It really is. So, uh, so yeah, so you come up, you get to, you get to coach some D3, Kyle leaves. They ask you to coach D1. Um, big difference there between D3, D, D1 or. Uh, a tad. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, with the D3 team, when you have two teams, obviously kids have aspirations to play on the higher team. Sure. So obviously a lot of the kids when it came to recruiting stuff were here for the division one team d3 you know i got what i got we had a blast doing it and we ended up winning about 10 hockey games um it was awesome i mean i couldn't ask those kids for anything more i mean it was a little less strenuous obviously school first at that level it was one practice a week every road trip was within four hours mm -hmm. um it was it was a little bit easier but you know those kids i had success because they bought in as a team to what i was trying to teach them I, I didn't really do much. I just put a plan in place. They're the ones who had to execute the plan. So, yeah. And you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys went 10 and nine. Somewhat. Yeah. Pretty close to that. I think it would have been nine and 10, 10 and nine, but we ended up going to Georgia, beating Georgia. Uh, Arkansas was a little bit of a powerhouse at the D3 level last year. Uh, had a couple close games against them, had a couple bad games against them. Sure. But, uh, overall, it was a great experience. I mean, Auburn going there to play for the first time is Alabama. That was a packed house. It was, it was a pretty cool experience getting used to, I guess, the SEC conference. Yeah. And then it's, you know, I really like um, how colleges are adapting to the D3 level because, yeah. you know, it might be guys that think, you know, after high school, I'm done. I'm not going to play anymore. And then D3 opens up and they say, okay, let, let's go play some college hockey. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, uh, you know, you're, it doesn't matter. 18 year olds are on that team. And, you know, they're some of their better players. Yeah, But, you know, everyone's in this mindset where you have to, after you go to high school, you got to play juniors if you want to go continue your career. Some kids are here for a fantastic education at the University of Alabama, and they get to continue playing hockey on the side. Mm -hmm. I consider that a win-win for these kids. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of the teams, um, you guys are a club sport. We are. You guys don't get funding from the school. We do not. No. So uh, I know that there's a group, Friends of Alabama Hockey, trying to raise money for you guys uh yeah. keep the teams going keep you guys on the ice take us through what um is going on there and how people can help you guys out yeah so for us um you know after a year of covid you know it uh, kind of bit us a little bit i mean financially wise you know with buses and hotel rooms and you know when you have to pay to play you don't want to have dues being half the price of tuition for some of these kids and i yeah. understand that and you know it's hard right now for a lot of families, you know, so we ended up starting a GoFundMe page to try and help, uh, you know, with our costs throughout the season, with our ice costs for practice, uh, buses, you know, obviously teams are doing a really good job with hotels and everything, uh, you know, just to keep us, you know, I want, I don't want to say afloat, but just to keep us uh, being competitive mm -hmm. here in the South. And um, so far it's doing, uh, doing very well. You know, I can't appreciate the people enough that are, are donating. Uh, we even have some big businesses with the, because uh, there is a 501C deductible through the University of Alabama that is also helping us uh, doing very well. And it's allowing us to uh, be able to participate this year at the ACHA level, which is uh, fantastic. Yeah, that's huge. And even being from the South where, where hockey is not a prominent sport, you know, you think, you think Alabama, I mean, you think the South, you think football, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. So there's, there's businesses, there's people helping you guys out, caring about hockey, caring about the, you know, caring about the coaches, caring about the players that want to help you guys out. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, just people that from Alabama graduated from Alabama in the Birmingham area, you know, they just try and help each other out. I mean, maybe it's a Southern hospitality thing. I love it. 
Um, but at the end of the day, also the kids are doing a fantastic job with fundraising, whether it's a couple hundred dollars here or there going to Chipotle, going to Jamba Juice, wearing your jersey. They're, uh, they're doing their part to uh, you know, help a little bit make it more successful for us. They're getting out in the community, getting the name out more, helping out with the house league program, helping out the travel program here in Birmingham. And um, the kids are working just as hard as I am, if not harder, to make sure that uh, we're heading in the right direction. That's huge, man. That's, that's really cool to see. It brings, it just, stuff like this brings people together. And uh, yeah. that's, that's what a team is, right? 100%. And um, meeting new people in the community, meeting, uh, you know, people, a part of the city, you know, hearing about our situation, any, asking how we can help in any way. And, you know, hopefully you guys can come to our games. Obviously, we don't have many home games this year. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. We're going to take our lumps and hopefully next year we have a 75% home schedule. But people are all asking, when can we come to a game? When can we come to a game? And uh, we just had a schedule change. We're playing Auburn next week. We have an Iron Cup, even at the D1 level. So a lot of people are very excited for that. And um, it gives people a chance to come out and see our product on the ice. That's really cool, man. That's, that's almost like a, uh, you know, it's like one of those success stories you see on, on TV and stuff like that. I mean, you guys are getting to know the community and causing a, uh, you know, almost causing a rumble for your team. Like, who are these guys? Let's go check them out. Yeah. No, it's, um, you know, it's all good. And, you know, everyone, you know, minus us doing a podcast, I've, you know, I talked to the university, talked to, you know, people just interested, but, hey, what's going on over there? You know, mm -hmm. what are you guys up to? What, tell me a little bit more about hockey. And a lot of people are finding some interest. Yeah. And, you know, why don't you come down, check out a game, see, you know, these guys can talk to Europe all you want. Come check out a game and see what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, we, 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 we said being from the South, you know, you guys have D1, you guys have D3. How was the recruitment? How was it looking saying, hey, come play hockey for Alabama? Yeah, um, you know, the name, the university says a lot about itself. Um, all honesty, between the D1 and D3 team, I think we had a record number of players of trust. We had about 60 players. Okay. And that's the most we've had in a long time. Um, for me, recruiting wise, it was obviously very difficult this year with COVID or last year. Um, a lot of guys calling me that couldn't play you know, try and look at a hockey barn. Oh, my game got canceled or live barn. My game got canceled this weekend. Maybe I can catch you on the next one. Um, it was really doing a lot of, you know, trial and error, talking to coaches, you know, doing my due diligence to see if they were the type of fit I was looking for. And when it comes to the players that I already had with the extra year that players are able to have because of eligibility, who's graduating, who's staying. And that was interesting. I found out, um, I think probably a week before the season started, uh, there was a kid graduating that he already graduated, <laughs> didn't contact me or anything. Uh, but I thought he was coming back the entire time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just kind of got to go with it. It's kind of like when COVID in the middle of the pandemic, whenever something happens, you just kind of roll the punches and just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Speaking of COVID, is there uh, one major uh, difference that, you know, you guys have to go through or ma major difference that you have to do as far as recruiting or coaching since COVID? Um, you know, let's just say the phone call and kind of Zoom or Skype. Or I've, done, I've done them all with a lot of guys. So, but um, that's how I have to talk to these kids. I mean, it's hard to schedule them when they come down to visit Alabama, you know, to be able to come see me with the middle of everything. So mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, phone call interactions, uh, obviously talking to people's folks on the phone and, you know, just it's, it's different reassuring families that your child is okay with me for the next four years over the phone rather than doing a face-to-face -face meeting. Yeah, I'm sure. So, I'm sure the parents, they, and they have to adapt too. They got to know, you know, absolutely. they can read someone over the phone now rather than seeing them you know, yeah, face to face. I mean, obviously for me with my, you know, with the kids on my team, it's school's a little different these days. You know, it's that hybrid, some are in class, some are strictly online. It's, um, you know, making sure kids are doing their classwork. Cause at the end of the day, they're here to get an education from the university of Alabama. That's what I care about the most. I love that they want to play hockey on the side, but you know, I think the ACHA has a rule where you have to, I believe it's a 2.0 or 2.3. Mine's a little bit higher in our team contract that we do because I want these kids to succeed in the classroom because it's only going to help them in the future. Yeah, that's huge. And, you know, the more coaches we talk to uh, within the ACHA, it's really cool to see that's their main focus. Like, we love that you want to come play hockey for us, but education and who you are as a person is number one priority. 100%. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of kids that are on my hockey team that go to Alabama for business. Business at Alabama is very 
you know, sought after degree where there's a pretty high job placement rate within six months. So that's an easy part for me to tell these parents and these kids like, look, you're going to get a fantastic degree. You're not going to be sitting at home forever. There's a chance, a very high chance that you're going to go to work right away and, you know, get out in the world and be ready for it. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge selling point, man. I love to hear that. Um, so going back to, you know, the fundraising and stuff, where there's a GoFundMe, is there yes. something, something people can search for to help you guys out? So if you go to Alabama hockey, uh, you know, on the internet, you, there will be a GoFundMe account right on there. Um, you can see the donations that people have done. There's a little backstory about what exactly, you know, what's going on, uh, why we're raising the money. We don't yeah. want to just be asking for money unless, you know, you hear the full story about what's going on. And um, yeah, obviously feel free to go over and donate uh, the GoFundMe page. There's also for the businesses, like I was saying earlier, the 501c tax deductible one. So some of the big businesses or anyone who's willing to help can go on there and, um, you know, you get a little bit of a tax break when you're able to help us out. Then yeah. obviously with us, we're getting, you know, all the names of everybody um, who's, uh, you know, supported us. And, you know, we want to do a big thank you. Don't know exactly how we're going to do it, uh, but I want to make sure it's, you know, we really do appreciate all the help that people are putting in to help us. Yeah. And the, t the team appreciates it to everybody. You know, uh, we, as, as hockey guys want to keep hockey everywhere, especially with a big name like Alabama. So yeah, go on the internet, search Alabama hockey, go out there, go fund me, check it out. Uh, let's keep hockey in the South, keep hockey uh, in Alabama. Coach, I appreciate it, man. You guys are going to be here this weekend, September 11th, or September 10th and September 11th to Maryville University Hockey Center. Uh, going to be some big games, be some great games, and we actually have uh, – we got people back in the stands here in St. Louis. So it's, uh, it'll be a good time. So, hey, Coach, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And, you know, uh, hopefully I get to meet you uh, this weekend. We can talk some further. Yeah, we'll be up there. So, uh, you know, have fun in the South. Uh, we'll see you this weekend. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Coach. All right. Welcome back. Two Minutes for Roughing Podcast. I want to thank Head Coach Phil. I'm just going to leave it there. Head Coach Phil from Alabama, ACHA D1 hockey team, who we will see at the Maryville University Hockey Center this weekend. A lot of great insight from him. Uh, a lot of good information about growing up playing hockey. So uh, I want to thank him for being on. And uh, can't wait to uh, see the team in person. But fellas, like we said at the top of the hour, it's game week. We've got the Dog Pound, a new group formed to come cause some, uh, cause some havoc at the Maryville University Hockey Center. They're going to be loud. They're going to be proud. Hopefully Friday they're dressed in all black. Because like I said, if you dress in black for Friday, your admission is free. You get to watch some Maryville, Alabama D1 hockey for free if you're in your black. And uh, it's going to be a fun weekend, fellas. You don't want to be the guy that shows up wearing blue and everybody in your group is wearing black and you're going to be the person that has to shell out five bucks. You don't yeah. want to be that guy. No. So wear your black, black hoodie, black t-shirt, paint your chest black. I don't care, but you don't want to, uh, you don't want to be that guy being the only one shelling out five bucks. So you don't want to be the guy that just got off work um, with uh, the Missouri state highway. And uh, you got your bright green shirt on that you've been wearing for work all day and go to the Maryville hockey game. No, you want to have your black shirt with you and spend that five bucks on a, uh, hot dog or some beverages, whatever you feel is right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the next night, Hey, the next night, September 11th, back at the hockey center, actually an evening game, early evening at five fifteen. So it's going to be, I mean, I'm so pumped for this weekend and Oh boy, fellas, fellas, ladies and gentlemen, do we have an announcement coming up? Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> My word. <laughs> got some cool things. Got some cool videos. Tease. I mean, Todd, you know how I tease, bud. <laughs> you know, you know how I tease. Take it how you want it. Like Corey's in his robe. I, I mean, I, I tell you what. Now, Corey, do you have a green Missouri State shirt on that you just got off working on the highway? Yeah. He does. Okay. I, miss. I thought that was a skin. 
Corey, you need to get checked out by a doctor if that's your skin. <laughs> Lupus or something. I don't know. <laughs> but we have like, let's go back to it. We got some videos and some information we're going to be releasing this week, this weekend. Uh, some fun things happening for the team. Some fun things for us. So, I mean, it, it, it's, an, it's a busy week for Maryville Hockey. Uh, opening week, uh, some, some cool stuff happening, fellas. I mean, Todd, I mean, just tell these people how exciting this is. Well, you guys need to show up for both games, I think, because uh, that's what I'm excited about with this new, uh, organization, the dog pound, because I, I feel like if there's actual, um, strategy behind what they're doing and an organization and planning and everything, then it, it's really going to make things just that much better because what we saw with fans in the years prior, people would show up in force on Fridays. And I mean, it was an exciting atmosphere and people were loud and the were chanting and stomping and getting involved. And then Saturdays were a little more laid back. It was a little more family friendly, so to speak, and, and more, just people related or, or friends of the players. And it was a little more casual. And obviously what Maryville would love to have happen is just have that Friday atmosphere carry over into Saturday evening as well. And, and that's what I really am excited about with this new uh, group, because I think they're gonna be a little more organized, a little more planning behind it and, and getting people out there. Uh, because, I mean, if you can have a packed building every night of the, every night of the year. Um, I mean, that's going to do nothing but help out these guys playing for Maryville because it, when you're out there on the ice, like you can feel it. Like, and I think that's what made things so awkward, whether you're talking about the NHL or college hockey or whatever during the pandemic was they were playing in empty buildings or semi-empty buildings. And it, it just, you're, you're almost out there having a practice and, and things count. So it, it'll be exciting to get back to normal. Yeah, you're having that right. place, having that place rocking. I mean, there, it's what was the team that was it the third man or the seventh man or what? What was that? Uh, guess what I'm talking about? I don't even know if it was hockey. It may have been football or something. But what? Twelfth what, man in Seattle. Yeah, Seattle has the twelfth man. Okay, so what I'm getting at is the crowd, the fans are just as important as everyone else. Like the crowd and the atmosphere can can amp a team up to do things that. Uh, they couldn't have done before without them. And like you said, Todd, uh, being awkward, whether it's NHL, whether it's college, whether it's, you know, a midget mice playing. I mean, there's nobody watching you and you're like, well, I'm not playing for anybody. I'm not going to show off for anybody. Right. So the fans, man, I, I can't wait to see you guys in the stands and hear you stopping and, and pounding and, and uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a great weekend. I really, I agree with what you guys are saying too. If the fans show up a blackout on Friday, show up on Saturday and really start to create uh, an atmosphere and like a, like the home field advantage that the, the players need and the players want. I want it. It's exciting to get there and have fans in the stadiums, you know, stomping their feet, hitting the glass, getting excited. You know, we, last year, there's a couple of comeback games that we were the only ones in the, in the stadium losing <laughs> our minds. It was a lot of fun. However, to be able to celebrate that with the fans, it's just going to, it's going to bring the atmosphere so much. It's going to make it so much better. Yeah, and I remember specifically D two when uh, when the D two team ended up beating Lindenwood, and, and we're going crazy. We're jumping up and down on the broadcast, and we're like the only four or five there, so we're going crazy, <laughs> you know. But and, and the team was going crazy, but it was just awkward because it was just us and them. They could probably hear every word we were saying. So yeah, I mean the dog pound. Can't wait to see what you guys have in store. Uh, can't wait to see you guys meet you guys as well, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it. We're going to stop here and we're just going to wait for uh, game time because I think we've said all we can say about how excited we are and, and what this week brings. We're going to be putting out a lot of content online, Maryville hockey on YouTube, MU hockey network on the social media accounts. Be looking out for, uh, you know, the, these uh, videos that we're going to be releasing content that we're going to be releasing it's a new season, not only for the team, it's a new season for our broadcast group. So we're going to try to bring everything we can to you guys, make it fun, make it exciting. And fellas, just one last thing before we go. What, what is one word, Jeff, that you're feeling for this week? One word. Oh, baby. Put you on um, the spot. 
can I, I guess the, some things I probably can't say, but uh, I guess I'll say excited to, uh, to make it uh, suitable. Very good. Todd the Bod, what you got, buddy? I'm get pumped. Well, two words, like but three I, words. I, yeah, we're we're good with it. We can't we pumped. well it's pumped. Pumped. Okay. Todd's always get with it. It's all about yeah. pump. Yeah, Todd's always pumped. Corey? I'm just gonna I'm gonna tailgate. Six tailgate. o'clock. That's Be what's there. up. I like it. Yeah, can't forget about the tailgate. Six PM on Friday. And hey guys, if y'all want to do the tailgate on Saturday too, come up at like three or four PM. The game's at five. Let's have some fun. Not just show up on Friday, show up on Saturday. My word for the week, anticipation. Gosh, are we anticipating this season? Guys, I'm excited. I know you are. Thank you for listening to the Two Minutes for Roughing podcast. Todd Panula, Corey Madden, Jeff Crenshaw, I'm Chuck Krause. Hey, we will see you at the Maryville University Hockey Center. Burp, burp.